What's up, everybody? Joe McCall, REI in your car. Wow, I'm excited and exhausted. What an awesome, awesome two days. <laughs> About once every four to six weeks, Gavin and I do a coaching workshop with our private clients. We keep them small intentionally. We've got maybe uh, 12 people that come to each one on average. And we just spent the whole two days uh, doing a little bit of teaching, but a lot of doing. Setting up the systems, doing the marketing talking to sellers, making offers. We did a lot of role play, like, you know, looking, pretending like you're the seller, I'm the buyer, whatever, investor. A lot of role plays, which is really hard. You know, believe it or not, it's like harder to do role plays than it is to actually talk to real sellers. But it's good practice. Um, and then we made a lot of, we analyzed a lot of deals, right? So we looked at, I don't know, six to eight deals and just said, all right, here's a property on Zillow go make a cash offer make a sandwich lease option offer make a lease option assignment or wholesaling lease option offer and then we walk through actually filling out some contracts and uh oh so much fun and one of our clients from las vegas her name's mindy uh, she did some little bit of marketing got a seller that said uh, yeah the seller was actually a realtor also the homeowner is a realtor and the seller was open to a lease option. So we actually called the realtor, the homeowner, and talked to her. And Gavin's really, really good on the phone. It's one of the reasons why I asked him to help me in the coaching side of things, because he's real good with mindset and sales, sales training. Because um, if you have a crappy mindset, you can't do this business, right? And so Gavin's real good at kind of helping people with that. And he used to be a professional golf coach, so he helped a lot of golfers with mindset, which is huge in golf. Uh, but he's also real good at sales and is good at training our folks on how to talk to sellers and what to say to them. And I'm decent at it. I'm not, I've never been really good at it, but Gavin's real good at it. So Gavin actually got on the phone with the realtor, answered her questions, had answered a couple objections, and the seller said, yeah, sure, let's do it. And it's a sweet deal. Mindy should make around, I'm hoping, 15 grand. Worst case, 10. She should make about 15 grand on the deal. Uh, it's just amazing. So much fun. People left, like, excited. I didn't start doing deals, and I've said this story a hundred times, so I'm sorry if you've heard it before, but I didn't start doing deals until I started taking action. Go figure, right? Like, I was a professional student for years. I bought courses. I bought coaching. Went to all the boot camps, spent probably at this point over three years, probably 30 to 40 grand in education. And, geez, I mean, what a disaster. Like, I, <laughs> now I believe in education. I believe in investing in your education, investing in yourself, into your business. But it was worthless unless you do something with it. Like, one of the things we talked about is if you're not talking to sellers and making offers, everything else is just stupid. So I told the story of how I did my first deal. My back is against the wall. I was hemorrhaging cash. 
facing foreclosure on my house. I remember sitting on the driveway watching my kids play, um, riding their bikes around the cul-de-sac. And I was hemorrhaging cash. I knew I had to figure something out. I owned, you know, like 12, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 different properties. And I had no margin for error on these properties. And I would, you know, vacancies were killing me. And it was just a disaster. I was in way too much debt, living beyond my means. And I was, I needed to figure out this thing, wholesaling thing. So I said, I'm just going to buy one more course. Like I, I needed to buy a wholesaling course. So I just bought one more, but I promised myself, like I swore if this, and I remember talking to my wife, if this doesn't work, if I don't do a deal in three months, I'm quitting. I'm going to give up real estate. That's where, that's how bad it was, right? Like I neither, I either needed to focus 100% on my job or my career, climbing the corporate ladder uh, or 100% on real estate. I could not do both. That's where I was. And because I was trying to do both, I was trying to be a jack of all trades, but I was a master of none, and I was ignoring and neglecting my family, and oh, so thank God my wife's still with me, that she's had all this patience with me over the years. I have a lot to be grateful for and thankful for. My wife's amazing, and I love my kids, and I love my wife. I'm super blessed. <laughs> thank you, God. All right, anyway, whew, so I making every mistake possible I said finally I'm going to do what this guy says and it was Chris Chico my man Chico Suave from Florida he had a course called Absentee Owner Profits or something like that and I didn't like his postcards I thought they were ugly I didn't like his contracts I thought they were too simple I didn't like his scripts and how he did his deals I thought this can't be this easy it has to be complicated (laughs) because I'm an engineer I wanted to know all of the answers. I wanted to have all my plans laid out in excruciating detail. And Chris's philosophy is like, and I remember reading his his stuff, and he said, listen, if you, if you need your hand held and you need everything explained in excruciating detail, leave. This isn't for you. <laughs> it's like, okay, good. I'm just going to do what this guy says. And I remember I sent out some postcards to the same list that everybody else was sending it to, the same postcard everybody else was sending, you know, using. And this lady called me, and it wasn't even for the house I mailed her about. She had this three multifamily, a three-family, out in the sticks about an hour and a half away from St. Louis. And, like, I didn't have any buyers out there. I couldn't get comps on this multifamily. It's like a small town of 5,000 people or something. And... The lady, the homeowner, kept on calling me. She said, I don't want to sell that house that you emailed or you t- sent the postcard about. I want to send this other postcard. Um, I mean, I, I want to sell this other property. So she, like, called me three, four, five times. I don't remember. And I just kept ignoring her call because I didn't know what to do. I was frozen, like analysis paralysis. I didn't have any buyers. I couldn't get any comps. I didn't know if I trusted Chico's contracts. And Chris Chico and I are friends now, by the way. And I've had him on my podcast two or three times. Super cool guy. If you ever talk to him or see him, call him Chico Suave. That's his nickname. That's a nickname I gave him. And also, ask him um, what's his thing with Richard Simmons. Like, why does he like him so much? (laughs) Just tell him that. Okay, so anyway... Uh, is that the, it's Richard Simmons, right? The the, uh, the the aerobics guy from the '80s. So Chris Chico, 
during Halloween, he'll sometimes dress up as Richard Simmons, and he looks like a spitting image of him. He gets the wig on, and he gets the tight short shorts and the tank top. <laughs> so the seller is like, please, begs me to make an offer. It had expired the year before for $140,000. And I said, you know what? I don't know. $50,000. I'll, I'll, I'll offer you fifty grand." And she says, okay. I find out later, like, this lady was motivated. Motivated. And why I was I such the dork idiot like to take so long to figure this out? Like, thank God she called me three or four times. I hope to see her in heaven someday. And I just want to shake her hand and give her a big old hug. Anyway, so now she's elderly. It's like she's in her 70s. And I'm worried, like, her family's going to say that I took advantage of her and all that. So I made sure one of her sons was with her. And I wanted to meet her in a public place. So I said, all right, let's... There was a YMCA in the area that I knew she knew where that was. So I said, let's meet at the YMCA. And so now I'm freaking out. And I pull out all of the contracts from all of my different courses. And I didn't still... I still didn't trust... I mean, I do now, but I didn't trust then Chico's contract because it was only one page, right? Like, it's got to be at least six pages to be valid, right? So I got the six old, I got the big six-page contract from wherever, and I went through all the different pro- courses that I had, and I grabbed all the different weasel clauses and contingencies that I could find, and I put them in the contract. They probably, I had so many of them, they probably canceled each other out, you know? And she, I gave her the contract. I was nervous. Her son was there. She didn't even read it. She went to the last page and signed it, and I said, all right, uh, cool. And, and her son said, cool, dude. And it turns out, like, she had really bad health problems, and her kids were drug addicts, and uh, she just needed the money for... And I felt, I felt bad, but, like, I was really helping her. Like, no one else wanted to buy her house. So I, I offered her 50 She signed it. Now I'm freaking out. What do I do? Here's the thing. I knew what to do all along. I was a professional student. I had all the courses. I knew what to do. But I was like paralyzed in this fear. So I stuck a sign in the yard and I advertised it for 65. I don't remember why or how I picked that number, but I advertised it for 65. Got a call that day or the next day from the sign. I think I still even, I even listed it on the property and I had to delist it like that day because I was getting so many calls from the sign. And the guy called me, and it was a realtor. And I thought, oh, no, it's a realtor. Serious? Like, and he said, hi, I, my client's interested in this property. He said, oh, well, uh, hmm, uh, so I, I, said, I said to the guy, um, well, I have to tell you something. I have to be honest with you. I don't actually, like, own this house, right? I just have it under contract. And the guy says, that's fine. <clears throat> he said, How, tell me the story. And I said, well, I found this lady, and... I, you know, um, I hope it's okay. Like, I got it under contract for 50 And he says, okay. I said, um, really? He said, yeah. I said, well, I, I, I can't pay you any commissions. He said, oh, don't worry about it. My buyer will pay me some commissions. Really? He said, yeah. I said, oh, well, okay. Well, uh, I don't have a title company. I don't know what I'm doing. So I will just use my, my buyer's title company. It's not a big deal. And this is like in small towns, Missouri. And I said, there's title companies out there? And I th- he said, yeah. And then I thought, oh, no, if there's a title company out there, they're not going to help a wholesaler do a double close or an assignment or whatever. And he said, I don't worry about it. I said, well, give me their name and number. So I called the title company, and I called them, and I said, 
uh, I need your help. Like, I got this deal under contract, and I don't even own it yet. I hope that's all right. Like, I just want everybody to know what's going on. I got it under contract for 50. This guy's agreed to buy it for 65, and I don't know what I'm doing. And I, you know, we can you help me? Is the the title company I remember so clearly was like, yeah, dude, relax. It's not a big deal. They didn't say, dude. I, but they was like, relax. And I said, oh, okay, all right. And so sure enough, two weeks later, like after my closing costs and stuff like that, I, I made like 13,000, a couple hundred bucks on my first wholesale deal. And I could not believe it. Like, are you serious? Like, this really works? It's not supposed to be that easy. <laughs> I thought everybody thought wholesaling was illegal, immoral, and fattening. And I was here I was working with a realtor, working with a title company that doesn't do wholesaling, in the sticks with, like, what? Wasn't supposed to be this easy, right, Chico? Chico Suave, like, and so I remember thinking, holy smokes, I'm that dude with the check now. Like, I remember watching the webinars and the and the, the guys speaking on stage and showing these checks of their students doing deals and thinking, oh, that's a bunch of BS, that's fake. You know, I remember looking at the checks closely and seeing that the check was a couple years old and thinking, scam, like, come on, why is that check so old? Come on, you guys do that too, don't you? <laughs> or am I the only one? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm the only one. And so now I'm that guy with that check. And I could kick myself too because, like, I never took a picture of that check. I don't even know what happened to it. Uh, they might have wired it to my account. No, I had a check. I don't remember, but, like, Maybe someday I'll find it. But, uh, wow, it worked. It works for me. It worked. Like, it really does work. I remember being just flabbergasted. Here I was, this professional student for years that had spent tens of thousands of dollars on my education, being shocked that I actually could do a deal and I could actually make 12, 13 grand on a deal from a stupid postcard. Oh, so anyway, I was so excited. That kind of started my whole journey of wholesaling. And it still took me years and years to dig out of the hole that I was in. But I uh, started wholesaling probably about a year and a half, year later, I quit my job. Started doing lease options. That's what helped me quit my job. So I was telling that story to everybody today. And it was it was cool just to see their faces light up. It was kind of funny. But a lot of people, and I know a lot of you listening, can relate to this. The story of overanalyzing things and being afraid to take action and thinking that you have to understand steps seven and eight and how everything works before you start doing steps one and two. And one gentleman who was here um, from Israel, him, he brought his son. It was so cool hanging out with him, talking to him. We actually had lunch with him and my family. He went to my church on Sunday and we took him to lunch after church. It was pretty cool. He was here early and... Um, He's engineer also, and he's a super smart guy. And I could tell he was struggling. Like he, he said, Joe, it'd just be nice if I had a process diagram of how everything works. Like if, there, if the deal is this, then do this. And then if it's not, do that. If they say this, then do that. If not, do this. Like he wanted a whole flow chart, process diagram. And I was like, yeah, that would be cool, right? But I now used to try to do that, but it just overwhelmed everybody. And it didn't do much good. And every deal's different. So I think after telling that story, he even kind of like, ah, oh, you know what? That makes sense. And he complimented. He said, I really appreciated that story. I needed to hear it at the end. So here's my whole point. Here's my whole point, guys. 
you can't build a business sitting on the fence. Okay, it just can't happen. You can't drive a parked car. You need to get that car in gear. You need to put it in drive. You need to get off the fence. You listen, if you're not talking to sellers and making offers, everything else is stupid. Right? Get away from the computer. Like I'm here I'm here I'm going to tell you to do something like that I'm doing right now. Like stop listening to podcasts. Sort of. You can still listen to mine. Stop watching YouTube videos. Stop buying courses, but except buy mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, okay, the next course you buy, the next podcast you listen to, the next YouTube video you watch, implement. Get out there and make it happen. You don't have any more excuses. Get off your butt. Everything else is stupid. If you want to make money in this business, the time is now. This is it. Right now. All right? If I... We're, we're here in person I would I would turn around and I'd kick you in the butt <laughs> and pull out nicely it wouldn't hurt um, but I would do whatever I could to like push you out of your comfort zone that's where the growth happens it's outside of your comfort zone all right so I'm home I gotta go listen if you want to come to our next workshop I'm gonna give you a website right now write this down coachjoe.net coachjoe.net go there it tells you a little bit about our program how we work with folks and We'll set up your systems, do your marketing. You come to our next workshop. Next month, we're doing a little mastermind. All of our current students who've been to our workshops come back, and we just uh, mastermind on business and stuff. So uh, love to work with you. Gavin uh, is a great guy to work with. You guys will like Gavin if you don't know him already. And I mean, tell you, man, we got deals under contract today. We got leads. We set up systems. We had people there. The youngest was probably, I don't know, I'm going to guess 21, 20, early 20s, oldest 70-something. I better not guess that. And uh, it, was, it was just, it was really, really good. All right, guys. Woo, this is a long one. I appreciate you all. We'll see you later. I got to take my daughter to gymnastics. Bye-bye. Uh, CoachJoe.net. CoachJoe.net. Mm-hmm.